Hello, Jason. It's really good to have you on our podcast this morning. And I uh, really believe that our conversation will help so many people out there that are hungry, that are thirsty, that are asking questions that, uh, you know, make sense and asking uh, for directions with regards to what to do next in life, in, in their life. And, uh, and I know that God has been using you in this particular area, in training up people, in, in leading people, building people up. And, and it is our joy to have you on our podcast. Welcome to this podcast, Jason. Yes, thank you, Pastor Priji. It's, uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. And as you mentioned, one of the most important things for people to be able to understand and discover is that God has a plan for them. And they don't have to make their own plan. They need to get close, draw near to God, and learn how to discover what He has already planned and purposed for them. That's awesome. I usually like to do this before we go ahead with the conversation. Can I ask you, what was your personal journey of getting to know God personally? And how did you decide to serve him, uh, you know, and, and start uh, working in the ministry? What was what was in your heart? Well, I, I grew up in a, a Christian home that was uh, filled with the gifts of the Spirit. And so I observed from my young age, uh, my dad moving in, in the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, but then as I got older, I began to walk away from God and pursue professional interests. So when I finally uh, went to college, I started to sense God calling me back to Him. But at that time, I, I just told the Lord plain and simply, I said, Lord, I'm not ready yet. And so I got a degree in electrical engineering and, and uh, began to work in that field. And again, the, the calling of God came so strong to me that I realized if I do not respond to the call of God, I'm, I'm going to be miserable doing anything else. And so it was, it was at that time that I, I began to consecrate myself and, and to begin to follow His plan for my life. And how old were you then? That was when I was uh, 23 years old. Amazing. So it was just shortly after graduating from college and uh, starting my engineering job and, and realizing that, you know, God had better things planned for me than what I could ever plan for myself. Uh, that that's that's so powerful to uh, understand that you know that we can never make a plan that is better than what God makes a plan for us. Now, now many people that are listening to us this morning are young people. They are asking God that question: What next? How do how do I make my next uh, steps? How do I decide what to do in the ministry, or if I am called for the ministry? And and what would you tell them? How how do you discern the call of God over your life? And how do you discern what is it that God wants uh, from our life and, and how would you want to encourage them? Well, the first thing you want to always consider is where is God's peace? You, you want to learn to abide in that place of his perfect peace and be led by that peace because God, to every Every season, there's a time, there's, there's a time to every purpose that God has. And one of the most important factors is being able to recognize that time. Uh, just a quick uh, understanding of this, when I knew I was called to the ministry, I was still working my engineering job, and I almost quit my job too soon and jumped out too fast. But I, 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 I put the brakes on, I slowed down, I stopped because I lost the peace. 
And so when I when I when my peace was disrupted, I knew, okay, wait, let me let me just slow down, let me seek God. And so God had me stay in my engineering job uh, approximately eight months longer than I would have stayed, but God was working out His plan to bring me into the place that He purposed at the right time. That is that is so important to know the right time, and to wait on God and. Uh, and to depend on 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 hearing from God and other peace in your heart is definitely a a perfect indicator that okay this is the time. Uh, so uh, so 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 what what would you tell them and and like for for example if if now that I have the peace of God in my heart that it is the right time to start working for the Lord this is the right time this is what God has called me for that I'm sure that I'm called for ministry what would be my next steps do I immediately start my own ministry or do i uh, go and start a church or you know how do you go about with uh, what what to do next because so many times we think that ministry is all about preaching in conferences or ministry is all about just starting a church or how do you discern what is it that god wants you to do well there's a there's a few things specifically i will give you one of the most important aspects first of all if you are called for ministry and you're, you're, you're contemplating on what to do next, the Bible talks about if, if the, the, the axe is dull, it takes more strength to cut down the tree. But wisdom is profitable to direct. So wisdom would teach us to take the time to sharpen the axe so that it's easier to cut down the tree. And so the same thing with ministry, one of the most important parts of ministry is preparation time. Most people, when they're called, they're excited, they're excited about the call, they want to get busy. But one of the most important things that they can do is begin to prepare. If you just look at the secular world, you look at doctors, how much time they spend in study and preparation. You look at lawyers, how much time they spend in study and preparation. And uh, so, you know, in the same regard, uh, there's study and preparation time to be all that God has called you to be. The second thing is finding some place that you can serve. Before you can, before you can lead, you really have to know how to follow. So it's so important to find a place where you can serve someone else, where you can learn to follow, because in those times, you learn a lot about the practical aspects of ministry, more than you do in maybe a Bible school, is actually physically serving another leader and being faithful to that man in his ministry. And then when the time is right, God always, he's the one that sets up, he's the one that takes down, he's the one that promotes that's 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 totally true uh so so coming back to the first point that you said that the first thing that you need to do is equip yourself prepare yourself sharpen the ads now i know that you're in the ministry of training uh, people that are wanting to go out into the ministry and uh, so what are some of the things that you teach and you know you you what are some of the topics and subjects that you um you know would want to emphasize and make sure that hey before you get into ministry, these are some of the things that you need to for sure know uh, that without these things, I, I know it's a huge uh, list out there, but, but still some of the basic essentials that you have to be equipped in these areas before you um, step out into the ministry. 
I think one of the most important aspects from what I've witnessed is just simple instruction on honesty, integrity, and truth. Uh, people, because if, if you don't have integrity, uh, I like what my pastor used to say. He said, if, you're, if your word's no good, your money's no good either. So if you don't have integrity, it affects every aspect of your life. And so just learning to be that person that is a person of integrity, a person of honor, uh, learning to treat others with respect, it, it goes a long way in ministry because in ministry, you always have to work with other people. The ministry is all about people. It's about serving God, but, you know, serving people because if we love God, we're going to love people as well. And so I think those are some of the foundations that I would say without that, you, you really are not fit for the ministry. Without a foundation of integrity and honor and honesty, uh, those, those become things that, that, that when everything else in your life is shaken, the person of integrity will stand. That, that is so profound because so often we think that if only I can prophesy right, if I can just heal the right uh, amount of people and you know if uh, there is crazy signs and wonders in my ministry uh, in my life I think I'm ready for ministry and, and that is why we, we see so many people failing after uh, so many decades of being in the ministry because character is not completely formed and and on that point I also realized that serving under somebody like you said it, it helps you develop the character and it helps you stay patient and it helps you uh, but you know sometimes it can be very humbling to to just do that and and so how, how do you remain patient in that season of, of your life and I'm I'm sure you you might have had that I've had that experience in my life and and you may have heard stories of other people who, who would have, uh, you just mentioned the story of a man of God. Uh, could you please encourage us on how to remain faithful in that season of waiting um, uh, and serving when you know that you're called for greater things, but this is a, a, series, a, a season for your character to be formed in. How do you remain patient in that season? Well, the first thing I can think of is just keeping in mind the purpose to which you're called. Okay, so... That, that is the driving factor and force. When you, when you love God and you're called according to his purpose, he is able to perfect that which concerns you. If you try to do it yourself, it will always create a mess. And so learning to just stay put, being uh, faithful to, to, to the plan of God, faithful to the pastor or the minister that God has called you to, and, and of course, faithful to your own calling, but keeping proper perspective. Uh, we, we, sometimes we think of time, uh, you know... It, we think it's wasted. Yeah, we think it's, it's, it's just like it's passing by. We're not accomplishing anything because we, we have, we've learned to evaluate things by the senses. Yeah. We've learned to evaluate by the numbers of people that we see, by the, the number of people we healed. So we, we think that, okay, if, if we're not, we're not seeing those numbers, we're not seeing those healings, we're, we're not seeing those things that we are not productive. Mm -hmm. And that is the total wrong way to think of things because God evaluates everything on obedience to what he said to do. And so if he said to be somewhere, even if you don't see what it's working in you, it is accomplishing things in your character to prepare you for what God has called you for.
Amen to that. Amen. And 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 once once you once you've passed that season of your life, is when when the when the story begins to uh, develop, and uh, and that is when you know we are constantly looking for means, support systems, resources, uh, leaders. That you know, even after you start a ministry, even after you have your own uh, church, that you have to be willing to submit to or or learn from people because sometimes we think that you know okay that season of my life is over now i don't need to submit to anybody now i don't need to you know uh, listen to anybody uh, and so so in, in in the next season of your life when you're looking for support systems and and sometimes even resources to you know if you're looking at at a, at a church plant you need resources like finances uh, the right kind of people uh, what, what would you tell uh, somebody in that season of their life and how how do you depend on the lord uh completely with you know uh, 100% trust in that season where where you don't know who is going to be leading you in this season you don't know if i should work with an organization or start my own organization you don't know if uh if i will have the finances required to do what i'm supposed to do what do you do in that season yeah this this goes back to one word that maybe we didn't mention before that we could have easily is pray pray and pray some more you 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 get aside with god especially in times where transition is coming up you you have to spend more time seeking the lord seeking to to be in step with him to know exactly what he wants you to do and when it comes to choosing people especially key members that are going to serve with you or serve under you you want to you want to have the mind of christ you don't want to pick someone based on well i like this person and they're my friend and they've always been good to me because that could totally change when you start working together you need to be like jesus he spent the whole night praying before he chose his 12 apostles yes and so after that he was able to choose them based on who needed to be fit together and if you look at them they would be the most unlikely to fit together because you had such a you had zealots and then you had people that were tax collectors who had sold out to the romans so they would have been enemies in real life and now they're forced to work together on the same team and so i i think for this particular part you can't underestimate the importance of prayer the power of prayer and and the importance of just drawing near to the lord in prayer not that it doesn't work for all the other things that we've discussed about prayer is is going to have to be a central part of your life always in the ministry but i think when you're choosing people when you're wanting to know who to work with should we you know join an organization should we start our own organization you just have to have the mind of christ and you have to you have to seek him in prayer amen amen uh you know we are surrounded by a a time and a culture where uh we see so many people that are that are, that are failing in in ministry in marriage in personal life finances and uh, and where we we are setting really bad examples as leaders for our younger generation for our, our our children and the ones that want to get into ministry and uh so so 
I think that one of the reasons that happens so is because we've not put the right safeguards around our life early on in early on in of a ministry and and what are some of the safeguards that you would uh, recommend for young people that are stepping out into ministry what should you do what should you not do what are the things that you should avoid and uh, you know just to just to have that uh, that boundary around your life uh, to to protect you on a longer run well there, there's one importance is you always want to keep the word of god first place in your life and so spend much time meditating on the word another safeguard because the word the truth of the word is your protection against deception your second thing you want to have established is you want to have accountability there should be always people that you can name names to say i'm submitted to this person if this person calls to ask me questions i'm willing to give an answer and with that also you want one close relationship that you can share anything with uh, good bad ugly whatever it is you need to have someone that you can that you have trusted confidence in that that they have your best interest in mind and that you could tell them anything and they're not going to desert you they're not going to throw you away they're not going to try to undermine you but they're going to they're going to always have in mind your best and when you have a person like that that you can share with it it will mean uh, enormous amounts when you're going through things i remember jim baker who was a, a very important evangelist in the 1980s he ended up falling and, and ended up doing prison time. But he said one of the biggest factors was he had no one that he could talk to. So when all this stuff was starting to go on, he continued to make bad decisions because he didn't have anyone he could share it with. And I think a lot of times in our day, the same thing. People, uh, they, they, they stay, uh, not that we should just open up to everybody. There should be at least one person, though, that we can really open up to and have a sounding board have a, a protection uh, in that in that regard. Yeah, I, I I completely believe in that. And not only should you be open, and I think we should, uh, not only should you have that person, you should be willing to open up to the Mashville and not hide from them, be transparent about your life with that person uh, at the risk of receiving harsh correction and harsh uh, truths from them, you know, and... Uh, that, that that's that's so amazing jason it, it, this this conversation was really a blessing in conclusion is there anything that is on your heart that you want to release upon um the people that are listening to us this morning whatever the lord uh, leads you to speak or minister and and uh, whatever you share and if you could just pray and bless uh, the people that are listening to us this morning uh, and, and and so that they can be encouraged my my final point would be just this because this is how we started and and basically went this way is you know abraham walked in steps he didn't make one giant leap and so be faithful to god in the steps that he has you to take walk in the same faith of the steps of our father abraham and that means you're going to take steps there's going to be different times different seasons learn to see the purpose of god in each time in each season whether you you feel like you're not moving forward or whether you feel like i'm i'm just being held back and and it seems like nobody's out for me god is always out for perfecting the plan that he has for you and so put your confidence in him walk in the steps 
of, of the faith of our father Abraham, and you will, you will see. Uh, the Bible says, commit your way unto the Lord, and it shall be established. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. And so that's what you want to uh, continue to do in your life step by step. And when you're young, you have a lot of time. Don't get in a hurry. Just remember, uh, you, you, you have time. You have time to do things. Uh, you know, they've been saying the rapture of the church would take place since the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we think we have to go out and do it now. But, you know, God knows what needs to be done now. Better to hear from him and know what to do. And so uh, let's, let's just conclude with a word of prayer and we'll pray for those who are out there that, that are contemplating, that are, that are seeking God about the call of God for their lives. We'll pray and uh, believe together with me. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for those who are listening to this message and those who are, are called, those who are confident about the call. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would make clear to them. Lord, you, you, you've said to me many times, when you're willing to pay the price, I'll make my way clear to you. And so, Father, I pray that they will be willing to do whatever it takes. And Lord, that they, they, they will be able to see and know clearly what you have have for them and not only all the time ahead of them but just in this time in this season what is the next step lord that they'll be faithful with the next step and so father we pray that they'll have the the spiritual resources that are necessary lord that they'll have the divine connections that are necessary lord that they'll have the financial provision that's necessary and for those who are contemplating taking that step lord lord i pray father that they won't concern themselves with the provision of it they will only set themselves to obey what you've said. And Lord, we know that you are faithful. You are faithful who has called us. You are faithful who will do it. And so, Father, we commit them into your hands. We trust for the anointing to guide them, teach them. And Father, we ask for your blessing upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Jason. This was, this was a really blessed conversation. And thank you for giving us your time uh, this uh, morning to to come and record this podcast. I would leave out your personal details on this podcast because we we know the kind of ministry you're doing and, and where you're doing and and we don't want uh, to attract unwanted attention. But but may the Lord bless you, use you, favor you and cause uh, his face to shine on everything that you're doing. That's all for this week. As you prepare for a new week ahead, May we request your continual prayer and financial support for the ministry here at Bangalore Revival Centre and also for our mission work in different and diverse parts of India, Africa and around the world. Every dollar or rupee you contribute will actually make a life-transforming difference to many. Find all the information for making your generous contributions at pastorpriji.com.